Lecture topic. Cooling the fire of desires with the new of Zikr. This is a compilation of Hazrat Mawla Shah Hakim Mawud of his various Malfuzat writings, various extracts that he had collected during the course of his study of many kitabs, etc. So the topic that's here in front is Zikrullah ki Anwar shahwat nafsaniya ki aag ko thanda kar deti hai. That the noor of Zikr of Allah Taala, this cools off the fire of lust and passions. So the haram passions and the lust, haram desires, it's the nur of Allah Ta'ala, the nur of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala that will extinguish these fires. So the quote says, a couplet of Maulana Rum Rahmatullahi, Maulana Rumi Rahmatullahi from Matehe, Udkurullah Shah Maad Dastur Daad, Andar Atish Deed, Andar Atish Deed, Omara Omar Anwar Daad. اللہ تعالیٰ نے اذکر اللہ کا دستور عطا فرما کر تقاضائے شہوت کی پریشانیوں کا علاج بیان فرما دیا اللہ تعالیٰ has given us the aspect of ذکر اللہ تعالیٰ has given us the prescription of اذکر اللہ so in the Quran Sharif this prescription of اذکر اللہ Allah Ta'ala gave us this prescription and by means of this prescription Allah Ta'ala has provided the remedy and the treatment for all the shahawat the haram desires, the lust so in this prescription is the treatment yani shahawat ki aag gunaho se nahi bujhegi balke aag mein aag dalne ke mutaradif hoga that if a person wishes to extinguish this fire of haram feelings and lust etc that drives him towards sin then it will never be extinguished with sin sometimes this is the deception shaitan puts a person into that if I just get this over with then I will be out of this pressure within myself and then I will be fine so the reality of this is, it's trying to extinguish fire by putting fire onto it. That a person now wants to extinguish fire and in our terminology adding fuel to the fire. So when a person adds fuel to the fire, where will it ever get extinguished? Jesa ke dozakh ka pet dozakhiyo se nahi barega. This is just like the fire of Jahannam it will never ever be extinguished with the number of people who have been thrown into Jahannam. Those who have been destined for Jahannam, they are all, so to say now, deserving of fire. So they are fire themselves now. So Jahannam, no matter how many such people will be put into Jahannam, it will still then eventually ask, Halmim Bazir. Any more? I can take more. The Hadith is mentioned, this is obviously beyond our comprehension of what it actually means. But in the hadith what is mentioned is, obviously Allah Ta'ala is totally free of any form, shape, any human resemblance of any sort. So this is not meant in its literal sense. What's mentioned in the hadith Sharif, Allah Ta'ala will put his foot onto Jahannam. And Jahannam will cry out, Fat, Fat, enough. I cannot take any more now. So in other words, no matter how many people of Jahannam are thrown into Jahannam, it will still say, Halmim Mazid. But when Allah Ta'ala's special attention will be directed to Jahannam in whichever manner that behoves of Allah Ta'ala, without attributing any kind of understanding that we think about things, Whichever way that would be that Allah Ta'ala's special attention would be focused towards Jahannam, that will shut it off. Now I can't handle anymore. 
So likewise is the fire of these haram things, the fire of lust, the fire of the evil that drive us towards sins, that will never ever be extinguished with some evil. Because just like the evil person of Jahannam, the person who is now heading for Jahannam, so he will never extinguish Jahannam. So a sin also will never extinguish that fire. So this person is a sinner, that's where he's headed. Jahannam will never get filled with it. No matter how many come in like that. The question that the call will still be Halbim Mazid. So likewise, a person who tries to extinguish this fire within himself with sin, it will still keep calling out Halbim Mazid. It will still keep calling out, is there more? Though the only thing that happens is, that temporarily, for a very very short period, it seems like that has now been extinguished. But rather, it is just merely just covered from the top. But it is actually strengthened from beneath. So it cries out again, Halmi Mazid. I want more of the same thing. And then more of the same thing doesn't help, then he wants more of something beyond that. Then one thing leads to another, and where does a person finish off? But Zikrullah ke noor se hi shahwat ke aag bud sakti hai. This can only be extinguished with the noor of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Nothing else can extinguish this and control this fire of lust, fire of haram desires. Nothing else will do this. On this note is another malfuz, maybe just to read that before we move on here. This is what was just discussed now. The issue that comes from here is that a person is looking for that peace in his heart. He's looking for that sukoon. Now there are all these fires raging. So now he wants to extinguish that fire to get some peace. But now that's unfortunately the way that people try to extinguish the fire. By adding fuel to the fire. So adding fuel to the fire just only increases it. So now what's going to bring the peace to the heart? There's another malfoz, Sukoon-e Qalb ke liye ek azim ushan zikr. That the a very great zikr for the acquisition of the peace of the heart. The contentment and peace of the heart. Irshad farmaya, istighfar karna, Allah ta'ala ko razi karna, maafi mangna, bohod bara zikr hai. That to make istighfar, seeking Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, then to please Allah Ta'ala. Please Allah Ta'ala by making istighfar also to please Allah Ta'ala. And likewise doing such amal that will bring Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Maafi manna, nevertheless this is primarily connected to the making of tawbah and istighfar. So this is maafi manna, begging forgiveness, making tawbah. Ye bohod bara zikr hai. This is a very great zikr. This itself is a very great zikr. Then as I explained, that jo apne malik ko razi kar le, wo asli zakir hai. The one who makes Allah Ta'ala pleased, he is the actual zakir. He is the real zakir. The person who is engaged in Allah Ta'ala's obedience, the one who pleases Allah Ta'ala, in reality he is the zakir. So the person who is making zikr, turning the beads, so it's not that he's not engaged in zikr, but this person is really the zakir. The person who is engaged in pleasing Allah Ta'ala. Isi liye mene ye ayat tilawat ki, ala bi zikri Allahi tatma innul qulub, agar tawbah karke malik ko khush kar lo, maafi mang lo, to tumhare qalb ko chain aayega. Kyunke zikr se dil ke chain ka wasta aur rabta hai. I say, this is the reason I recited this ayat. This is part of a talk. So earlier in the talk, as I said, recited this ayat, Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. That with the zikr of Allah ta'ala, do the heart get peace. There's nothing else to give it. That only with the zikr of Allah ta'ala, do the heart get peace. So as I say, that if a person makes sincere tawbah, and he pleases Allah ta'ala, he asks Allah ta'ala's forgiveness, then 
the person will gain peace in his heart. Because with zikr a person gets peace and between zikr and the peace of the heart there is a direct connection. This is the this is the law and rule that Allah Ta'ala has placed on earth. That a person wants peace in, on, in his heart, it will only come by Allah's obedience and Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. Allah Ta'ala farmate ke tumhare sine mein dil humne banaya hai. Lihada is dil ko change sirf hamari yaad hi se milega. Aur na farmani aur guna se tum bechen aur pareshan raho ge. Allah Ta'ala says that this heart in your chest I created it. So I created it, so I have also created the means of its peace. And the means of its peace is only in my remembrance. And in the in engaging in sin, you will remain in a state of turmoil. By engaging in sin, this will become the end result. Becheni ka sabab guna hai. That the means of this restlessness is sin. The reason why the heart becomes restless is sin. The heart can be in grief. Possible. Anybody can be in grief. Because something that has happened has grieved it. The heart can be in some distress because of pain. But that restlessness, that nothing seems to give any peace, and there's no sukoon in anything. That restlessness is a result of sin. So now a person keeps trying to fill that void with something or the other. Keeps trying to stem that restlessness with something or the other. Either it is something futile and worse, something sinful. And something sinful is the same issue that was discussed earlier, adding fuel to the fire. So there will never ever be peace in that way. The peace will come by the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Lihada iska ilaj yahi hai ki istighfar karke tum humko razi kar lo. Ye bohot bara zikr hai. That therefore, the remedy is that make sincere toba, make istighfar and gain our pleasure. This itself is a very great zikr. That a person pleases Allah Ta'ala. So, this peace of the heart, this contentment, this serenity, it's not available anywhere else. And a person wants to learn the hard way, then he can try it out. It's never available in anything else. In the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala, there can never be any peace. But the deception of shaitan is that that temporary feeling that he gets, it seems like, okay, he now feels relaxed to some sort, that's just a deception. That's just on the surface. On the same note, there's a further in that discussion which we are already discussing from the beginning, other than states, Hazaro bar guna karne se bhi sukun nahi mil sakta. And if a person sins a thousand times also, he'll never get peace. क्या गुनाह करने से गुनाह के तकाजों को सुकून मिल सकता है और गुनाह की प्यास बुझ सकती है अजत आज से क्वेश्चन दैट बाय फुलफिलिंग द डिजायर्स एंड बाय सबमिटिंग टू दोस डिमांड्स ऑफ द नफ्स एंड दोस डिमांड्स ऑफ सनी विल दिस थर्स्ट ऑफ सन बी क्वेंच्ड सो इन रिस्पांस अजत गिव्स द मलफूज ऑफ فرماتے ہیں کہ اگر کوئی شخص دنیا بھر کے حسینوں پر بد نگاہی کر لے مگر صرف ایک حسین باقی رہ جائے ون اونلی گڈ لیفٹ آؤٹ ٹو دا ریسٹ آف آل دا بیسٹ لیول آف بیوٹی ان دنیا از آل بٹ ون گڈ لیفٹ آؤٹ اینڈ ناؤ دس پرسن ہو ہیز دس تھیربل میلیڈی 
اور اس بد نظر سے معلوم کیا جاوے کہ پیٹ بھر گیا یا اس باقی کو بھی پیش کر دو تو یہی کہے گا کہ وہ بھی دکھا دو اف دس پرسن ناؤ سین دس ون ملین ادرس اینڈ اس از اونلی ون لیفٹ ناؤ سو یو مسٹ بی ناؤ ڈن ناؤ یو ٹائٹ ناؤ اس از ناؤ دس ون لیفٹ ناؤ آئی رادر آلسو لک ایٹ ہر میننگ دیٹ ڈسپائٹ وٹ ایور ہی سین ہی ول نیور ایور بی سیشیٹڈ And after that one too, he'll still be restless. This is the effect of sin. It will never ever leave peace in the heart. And it will never leave any kind of contentment. So, malum hua ki gunao se sukun hasil karna isa hai, jese ke aag me aag dal kar bujane ki umid karna. The same aspect that was mentioned earlier, that From this we understand that to try to attain sukoon and peace from sin is like trying to extinguish fire with fire. Another example has it gives or guna ke taqazo me sukoon ki umid karna isa hai jese pahana ko peshaab se dhokar taharat ki umid karna. Person is trying to attain peace out of sin is like a person now there's some stool, some excreta that has fallen some, on his clothing somewhere he wants to purify it with urine. So now that's how he's trying to purify it. Qiyamah will come, it will only get more impure. So the same outcome will be when a person is trying to gain sukoon and peace through sin. That is an impossibility. That is trying to extinguish fire with fire, there will only be more fire. Chunanche Shah شہوت پرست اور صورت پسند لوگوں کی زندگی غور سے دیکھے تو بہت ہی پریشان کن بے چین بے سکون بے نیند و بے آرام نظر آئے گی the looking on of the evils on the phone, whatever. He says you can go and study their lives, carefully look at them, you'll find that they are in a terrible restlessness. They're extremely restless, they have no peace, they have no satisfaction of any sort in anything, and they are forever in this ongoing turmoil. One very clear indication of this for a person is, This is such a common issue, unfortunately, it comes up so often that a person now, he's come home from work, for example, he's come from, oh, it's just not even necessarily come home from work, that's a very common story too. Or he is now at home, he's with his family, he's with his children, sometimes whatever, friends, but he just can't get himself away from his phone. He is just totally glued to it. Whether he is eating, whether he is now sitting, whether he is, whatever he is doing, he is just glued to it. Now somebody asks him, that, but why? Can't you put this aside? So now this phone gives him something new every moment, every minute, something else. Now that heart which is in a state of turmoil, it feels well, okay, this, this will help, the next one will help, the next one will help, the next one will help. So his whole day and night goes in that something else will fill that void. He doesn't even realize what he's doing, but he's looking for something to quench that thirst. There's one sickness, one ailment that is mentioned in the kitabs, where a person becomes so thirsty that no matter what he drinks and how much he drinks, he may drink the ocean of food, but his thirst won't get quenched. Uh, that's a sickness. Some people, might be rare, might be something that happens sometime, once in a while, but nothing quenches the person's thirst. So just as this becomes a physical condition, spiritually people end up with the same. Ju'ul Bakar also, there's one of a similar uh, problem and sickness that is discussed in some kitabs. Ju'ul Bakar is called, literally translated, the hunger of a cow. But what it means is, it's kind of illness, person never gets satiated. 
He eats and keeps eating and he can't eat anymore but he's still hungry. He's now nauseous but the hunger hasn't gone. So now he's, he's there's no need for any food but the hunger is not gone. The hunger is still there. So the feeling of hunger normally as soon as food gets into the system that's a chemical reaction that now the person is hungry it has set in motion certain chemical reactions due to which now the mind gives him this message that you are hungry you must eat something but now there is something that has gone haywire in that whole process in the system so the food is getting piled in but it's like the senses have, are not working now in our terminology and understanding that now sometimes the sensor is not working so it's malfunctioning so now the person is full to the broom but the message in the mind is you're hungry so now he feels I have to eat something more now and if he doesn't eat he's feeling restless because he's feeling hunger when a person has eaten he feels satisfied he was hungry and now getting restless because of the hunger now he's eaten and now when he's eaten he's satisfied now till the next meal he's fine it's no problem with it but here the person just doesn't feel satisfied why? because something has malfunctioned sins make the heart malfunction all the senses of the heart that get clogged so now it can't sense any sukoon from anything that's coming in the heart and as a result one thing after the other just and now that phone becomes the biggest now part of his extended body now it becomes one extra lung non-stop now on the phone and ajeeb ajeeb things sometimes whether this is something that's believable or not to what, what kind of things are described how people are addicted to that phone and then one after the other they're just going on to one thing or the other now that what's what's causing that addiction there's a restlessness that restlessness is not even realized sometimes but now something has to be fed into it so now this is something new all the, every moment something new you can keep just flicking from one thing to another something new so now this probably maybe not this well okay the next one then not this the next one not this the next one then that never finishes off and in that hours have gone and in that hours now the person is now running uh, short on his sleep then now his mind is not working properly now he's becoming irritable now because he becomes irritable now then everybody else bears the brunt of it around him now he can't think correctly now this is the effect of where it started off from sin from haram and one thing that leads to another now he's fighting with everyone around him but the root issue is this so this is the message that is being given that if the sukoon that is desired, then there is only one way to get it. And that is to please Allah Ta'ala. That is to please Allah Ta'ala. One person got very ill. And now because he got ill, so he couldn't make it to the masjid because of the extent of his illness. He was totally excused. There was no question about his the validity for not being able to attend the masjid and somebody visited him he said that how can a person live without being in the masjid he was feeling so disheartened that he can't make his salah in the masjid thinking but how can this how long can this carry on this is the biggest challenge not being able to make it to the masjid in other words that the masjid itself Attending salah, being in the masjid, spending some time, making tilawat. Now all this has an impact on the heart. There's some sukoon, some, something is happening in the heart. Just as this has a positive impact on this person who, and that was out of sheer helplessness, this was not any wrongdoing, but he saw the difference. So it's not that he was in a state of restlessness, but he was missing the higher, what offering. Somebody is eating some very delicious food all the time and someday he gets something very simple to eat so he sees the difference. 
But nothing wrong with that food he's eating, it's just as nourishing. So the point is that he was missing something special that is available in the masjid. So he wasn't doing anything wrong. But now the person is missing it deliberately, for example, he'll be suffering a drought in his heart. But now he has to fill that with something. There's a drought. There's no flowers there to give any kind of good smell, good fragrance. There isn't a nice, beautiful grass and lawn there to now. You, know, you see it and you feel comforted. Or if you walk on it, you feel nice about it. It's drought now. It's all completely parched and bare land and just dry, thorny shrubs all over. So it gives a very uncomfortable feeling. So now the heart is in drought. Drought from the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, which is the true zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So the heart gets parched, and together with getting parched, then all the flowers of the heart just die off, and whatever gives that peace to the heart is all now gone, and then the weeds and thorns of the heart are all in place. So now it gives a very uncomfortable feeling. So now that restlessness carries on. So this is the ilaj and the treatment that a person comes to the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and the primary remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Without this, it's not going to be achieved. Without this, that restlessness will just continue and keep increasing. Just to continue with another Mazboot of Hazrat. He says, Ishaad farmaya ke deen sirf tasbih gumane ka naam nahi hai. Deen is not merely just turning the beads of the tasbih. This doesn't mean that that is not of any use or any benefit. But that is not what deen is confined in. Many a time, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala accepts, Allah Ta'ala grants more tawfiq. Many people have a lot of wazayif. Alhamdulillah. They're reading 300 times this wazifa, 500 times that wazifa, another 200 times some wazifa. MashaAllah, excellent. But sometimes shaitan uses that as a deception also. How? That since I'm doing this, if I'm also doing some wrong on the side, it's fine. I'm doing so much of all that. So, it took me half an hour, 45 minutes to complete all these wazayif. So 15 minutes if I look at some haram, so it's fine, that's 45 minutes. Now from where through a shaitan takes a person? Now whereas that wazayif is very good, but that wazifa is mustahab, is nafil, very beneficial, and to get involved in sin is haram. So to stay away from sin is first. So now he's trying to now balance this out, that now since I'm doing the, so much nafil, so if I leave out this first is okay. Now it's like a person saying, that I keep nafil fast abundantly throughout the year. So if I leave about 10 fasts in Ramadan, not a big deal. Or I make the hajj at night, so if I miss fajr, it's not a problem. One sahabi missed his fajr. Because Umar Jalan inquired, where is he? Somebody said, no, he was reading such long rakat of nafil that sleep overwhelmed him at the time of fajr. He said, I am happier to be, it will be better that he be slept the whole night but made it for Fajr. Because that is Nafil, and this is Farz. So now, for the sake of the Nafil to miss the Farz, that doesn't make sense at all. So now this is in a similar situation. On the one side, the Nafil, mashallah, is in place. Very good, Alhamdulillah. But this is Haram now, to get involved in sin. A person now, this is carrying on, that is carrying on. As a result, that restlessness doesn't go. And that restlessness then shows itself in so many things. Among the things, a person is very irritable. Small, small things will irritate him. This is an indication of the restlessness of the heart. Where this becomes a common story. One is anybody sometimes very tired due to a very long day. And sometimes some, whatever other odd occasions can happen, something like this. Or it's a constant story every other day, something like this. person is constantly irritable. So one of the most important things to look within ourselves is, how much of sin we involved in? This is one of the 
not the only thing, it's not necessarily only because of this. One of the most important things to look at is this. That how much of sin am I involved in? Sins of the eyes, sins of the tongue, sins of the heart. So many things we just take for granted, this becomes a norm. One person, he was discussing something, and now because he is in a managerial position, so now he has to communicate with all the team, so many different teams he has to now be giving instructions to and managing the different teams and different departments and a big operation. And this big operation now he has to interact with so many different people and in that is so many females as well. So now he's messaging this person and messaging that person and giving instructions to this person. So now he's just mentioning this in passing. Well, you know, this also has to happen from time to time. And so, when he was asked about that, okay, is the message is confined to a strict, strictly to an instruction or anything more than that too? He says, well, work. Okay, he's asking about how's everything going, how is your weekend part of work? He didn't mention anything about that. But these three are common things. So just out of the blue, but it seemed that asking about how the weekend went is a part of work. So, kept quiet. She says, no, obviously not part of work. So do you ask these kind of questions also? On a Monday morning before the instruction, you're giving some instructions now before the instruction. Hope your weekend went well. I hope everything was fine. Is that part of work also? She says, no, that's not part of work. So, after that question goes, how was the weekend? And then some answer comes also. And then maybe some other question goes on top of that. Or maybe some, your heart stays clean in all that. To start off with, that is haram chatting already. Let alone asking how the weekend is. One person, it was a month of Ramadan. So now, he came to now, you know, sort of, explain what a good thing he's done now. That he's put his phone away. So he just said the last message, I just... I just sent the message now. Who he sent the message to? Some person who is involved in, in a haram relationship. He says, no, no, I just sent the last message now. Ramzan now. So, uh, last 10 days have come now. So now I must engage in a lot of ibadat. And uh, must meet a lot of tilawat and so on. So, mashallah, he sent a very nice message. And must make dua. And now he's feeling very happy about himself. Mashallah, what a nice message he sent. But he got sin for that message. Because that message was all haram. But now how shaitan deceives the person? What a cover up. And ask his heart how clean it is in that message. Asking for dua. And giving duas. But in the duas he's taking lanat of Allah Ta'ala. But shaitan puts a very glossy cover on it. The cover of dua. But in that is lanat. So now this is the deceptions of nafs and shaitan. One very great scholar, Lama Ibn Jawzi Rahimahullah, has written a whole kitab, Talbisul Iblis. The deception of Iblis. How Iblis, complete kitab on this. The different ways in which Iblis deceives a person. And the most severe deception is the one that comes in the guise of deen. The deception that comes in the guise of deen. Sometimes it is total jahalat that a person doesn't know where he's heading. And sometimes it's simply denial. The shaitan's different ways in which he gets a person caught up in things and keeps him there. Either jahalat or denial. Or then otherwise just complete recklessness. But now don't worry. We'll sort it out later. This is not the end of the world. Still young. May Toba istighfar later. Come right later. That later becomes later and becomes more later and becomes too late. Eventually life is gone. Malakul Maut is there. So, coming back to where we started off here, this Malfoz, Deen sirf tasbih gumane ka naam nahi. Deen is not confined to Turning the beads of the tasbih. 
وظائف کا مقصد ہے کہ باریک باریک گنا نظر آنے لگے It's like a person who, he, maybe sight is weak a little, so now he puts his glasses on. So many things that were not easily seen prior to that, I put his glasses on, he can see clearly. And supposing he now looks through a telescope, he looks through a microscope, he'll see things he didn't realize were present also. All those things, minute organisms flying around, those germs, whatever else, now he'll see all that too. He'll see things in, the, in space which he didn't realize were there. Why? Because now he's looking through this very powerful lens. This is one of the primary objectives of these wazayis. That now he starts detecting things that he never realized were there. Why? Because this is meant to take out the layers of sin from his heart. To remove the darkness. Now the light comes, in the light he can see things. Like he's putting the glasses on that helps him to see. Now the heart is filled in darkness. So now that wazaib, that zikr, tasbihat is meant to dispel the darkness, bring the light. In the light he is now supposed to be able to detect the very minute things as well. So wazaib is liye batai jate hai ke ye isti'idad paida ho jaye. So this is the purpose of these wazaib. That this capacity must be built in. This ability must now develop. To understand in the light of the example that the sight must get more better. And he must be able to see things he couldn't see earlier because of weakness of sight. Lekin, varna agar Allah Allah to kar rahe hai, lekin gunaho se koi parhez nahi, to aise wazifeh se maqsad hasil nahi hua. Otherwise, if a person is saying Allah, Allah, but he's not staying away from sin, so inshallah he gets sawab for that, but the purpose and objective hasn't been attained yet. Because in their purpose, mote-mote gunah ka to ilm har shaks ko hota hai, hatta ke khud gunahgar janta hai ki gunah hai. Major sins, these everybody know about. The person involved in such a sin also knows I'm committing a sin. کمال تو یہ ہے کہ باریک باریک گنا نظر آنے لگے کمال اور ان سے بچنے کا اہتمام طبیعت میں پیدا ہو جائے the aspects that need to be focused on that mashallah whatever tawfiq Allah has blessed us with in terms of tasbihah, zikr, tilawa, tazkar mashallah this is a very great na'mad but at the same time to keep checking that to what extent has this brought us closer to the objective so something is deficient in the manner how it's being done oh while a person is having the medication at the same time he's having the things that are just cancelling the benefit of the medication One person was very severely diabetic, they admitted him to hospital because his sugar had gone so high. And now they put him on all the medication and drips and whatever else. And now every day they're checking his sugar but the levels are still not coming right. And now this is becoming a very big uh, confusion. All the medication is being administered at such a high level. This is supposed to have now done the job. Now one day he happened to go to the bathroom suddenly and someone came to sort the bed out. So when they moved the pillow, so under the pillow there was a whole lot, lot of chocolate wrappers. So now while mashallah all the medication was being administered, but see somehow he was getting his stocks by whoever and however paying somebody to bring it. And quietly he was now carrying on with the chocolates on the side also. And very very happy about it that now he is taking the medication taking such a high dose also 
but that such a high dose was having no effect because this didn't stop. So that's the same problem unfortunately with us. That while mashallah, whatever amal are taking place are carrying on, and sometimes we feel very happy about ourselves because we did that, and we totally ignore the reality that we're still involved in the other side of things also. So this is the thing that needs to be corrected, that while the amal carry on, alhamdulillah, the focus on the staying away from haram and sin. Further, it says in that discussion that we had been حضرت حکیم الامت تانوی رحمت اللہ علیہ فرماتے ہیں کہ گناہوں کے تقاضوں کی کشمکش کے ساتھ بندہ زیادہ مقرب ہوتا ہے اگرچہ دل پہ چین اور مشوش ہو لیکن گناہ کر کے عارضی طور پر جو سکون سا ہو جاتا ہے اس وقت بدون تقاضہ گناہ بھی وہ خدا سے دور ہے کیونکہ یہ عارضی سکون نافرمانی کے راہ سے حاصل ہوا وہ دائمی تشویش و بے چینی تر کے گناہ اور تقوی کی راہ سے حاصل ہوتی ہے حاصل تھی اور گناہ کرنے کے تھوڑے دیر بعد ہی یہ عارضی سکون بھی چھن جاتا ہے ویری ویری ڈیپ پوائنٹ دیٹ مینشن ون ایز درسن از ان دگ آف وارم So now the nafs is pulling in one direction and he's pulling in the other direction. That no, this is not in order, this is haram, this is sinful, I cannot do this. Now the nafs is pulling, shaitan is putting some baswasa and he is putting pressure on the nafs. So now this tug of war that goes on within himself, this takes him very close to Allah Ta'ala. This tug of war is not something to be seen as now a problem But why must he feel like this? When a person wins the tug of war, he gets rewarded, he gets a prize. This is a tug of war also, within himself. So even though his heart is in apparently some kind of now lack of that complete rest that he is looking for, but this tug of war with nafs and shaitan, this is not that restlessness which is out of sin. This is a very, very great thing. This takes him very close to Allah Ta'ala. On the other side, if a person, he committed the sin, and after committing the sin, he felt relaxed. He committed the sin, he gave in to the demands of nafs, to the dictates of shaitan, and now apparently he is feeling relaxed for a while, He's feeling no temptation towards sin at that point in time. Compared to the person who is constantly in that struggle. The temptation is now bothering him and he is now, the tug of war is carrying on. And this person now, for this one hour, two hours, ten hours maybe, he apparently is now in a very relaxed state without any battle with temptation. He is saying that this person who seems to be very relaxed and not battling temptations, is far away from Allah Ta'ala because the so-called relaxed mode came through haram. And that person who is battling his nafs and there is this ongoing war within himself, outwardly he is not in a state of relaxation but he is very close to Allah Ta'ala in that condition. And this person who seems relaxed now but this apparent relaxation is due to sin. In this condition too he is far away from Allah Ta'ala. This is a very common problem unfortunately that people feel now that how long I want to carry on with this battle. So how long to carry on with this battle? People have a target. The target is for example, they want to make this, this target, whatever they have set for themselves. Once upon a time people used to set a target of a million. So now they say that every working person to be setting a million target. So now the person in business he's got now, he multiplies that ten times more, maybe a hundred times more. Allah knows best. And the point is, it just never finishes off. Because when he finally, as he gets closer to the target, he says, no, this target was 10 years ago. Now inflation? What about inflation now? You have to multiply now. So that target now was set that time. Inflation now is still far away from the target. So inflation will never finish. And the target will never be reached. 
Because whenever that target is reached, then there will be something else that will demand that that target, they say, the goalpost keeps changing, moving. Not only the goalpost keeps moving, the goalpost keeps getting narrower also. You just can't get, can't score the goal anymore. It just becomes impossible to get to a point. So now, the same thing, now the person has set the target. So now he set the target and now he's working towards it. And now in working towards the target, there's an ongoing struggle. We'll wake up early in the morning and then this problem and that problem. Now because he wants to do it at that level, he wants to make it big. So now because he wants to make it big, there's so many things he has to carry on into. And now that gets him into deeper issues. And every other day there's something else, there's some labor issue, there's this issue, there's that issue. But now because he has to do it on a multinational level or whatever the case is. So now you tell him, now relax now, enough now. Why you not take all this? He says, no, no, we're going to meet this target. We have to reach this target. He is not prepared to stop. Anybody can encourage him, you say, you do your work, don't worry, he must be fine. He's not prepared to stop. So for dunya targets, person is ready for anything. For dunya targets, they say the sky is not the limit. That's how people talk. Even the sky is not a limit. So for the target of Akhirat, for the target to get to Allah Ta'ala, the target to become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala, so suddenly we get so tired so quickly. Now, how long am I going to carry on with this? Yes, we ask for Afiyat, make dua for Afiyat, but this is not something that we should ever feel that way, that now this is too much for me. Let alone, one is the inner, even as many times mentioned, we should always ask for afiyat. And may Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. Afiyat in deen, afiyat in dunya. We are not of that caliber to ask for any tests and trials. But even the tests and trials sometimes come on a person to take him to his target, which he set, but he's not making the effort to get there properly. So sometimes things happen which take him there, but it is a little bit of a challenging route. But it finally gets him there. On a room, Rahmatullah mentions one incident. These are parables. So in his Masnavi, he mentions one incident. The one person fell in love, madly in love. And now he's gone so mad in love. But the problem was, he didn't know whether, maybe, whatever, however, something must have, some contact must have been made. But he didn't know the address of the beloved now. In that day, they didn't have WhatsApp. So Shaitan hadn't yet invented that. Various ways in which people can be forever locked into this haram. So in any case now, so now every day he is just crying in this mad love of his. And every now and again comes out on the street, just walking aimlessly. So one day again he came out like this midnight, late in the night, aimlessly walking and in this state now. So suddenly the police came around and they got hold of him. What are you doing at this part of the night? You are a thief, you are up to some mischief. He says, no, no, I am not up to any mischief. I'm just a madman, mad, madly in love. He says, no, this is all your pretense. So he took out the whoop and started giving him, lashing him. So now to get out of this fellow's clutches, he ran. And this person is chasing him. And he's whooping him. So now he's running faster. And then as he took a few turns, so he thought, now how long am I going to keep running? This now will catch up with me. So rather jump into one of these, over these walls of one of these homes, I'll get away from his clutches. So now to get away from him, one wall was there, he just jumped and quickly hid behind. Now when he finally got over the wall, he landed on the other side. So to his surprise, this was the house of the beloved. So now when he saw this, so I started making dua. There are parables. Ya Allah, you bless that police, every whoop of his, give him so much reward for it. Every lash that he lashed me with, Ya Allah, you shower your rewards on him. Because his lashes brought me to my beloved. Ma'arum rahmatullahi he draws the lesson from this. He says, those masayid, those difficulties and hardships that take a person to Allah Ta'ala, that is more valuable than all the luxuries and comforts of the world. Though it's a difficulty, it's a hardship, it's a challenge, but if it took him to Allah Ta'ala, 
that that is more valuable than all the ten-star luxuries of dunya, all the hundred-star luxuries of dunya, whatever of the whole dunya also, if it took him to his beloved Allah, then what is the worth of the whole dunya? So, likewise, this tug of war that happens with them, so it is not something that a person feels very comfortable with, because now there is a struggle with them. But if that struggle is happening for Allah Ta'ala, that struggle is worth more than a million relaxations. That struggle with them is worth more than a million and a billion times being relaxed. Even being in some nafil ibadat, meaning relaxed, and not that we should be looking for challenges or looking for restlessness, but to understand the value of this. So if there is that struggle, it's not something to be perturbed about. Yes, by all means, you make dua, Allah Ta'ala ease that struggle within as well. Allah Ta'ala grants such nur in the heart that it overcomes all these temptations. But that struggle is very valuable. That struggle which takes a person closer to Allah Ta'ala, that's very, very valuable. That is what enlightens the heart. That is what brings a nur in the heart. So this is the path, this is how we need to move forward, this is what we need to focus on, and there is no other way. The only way is this, there is no other way. And especially choosing the path of sin, and we discussed it in the light of the Balfuzad, and it's trying to extinguish fire with fire. It's only going to be more fire. And especially these things that shaitan uses to incite the fire. The phone, the intermingling in the workplace, wherever else. Whatever other things around us that incite this fire. If a person is going to be in the presence of fire, then he's going to feel the heat. That is the reality of life. He's going to feel the heat. And when the heat is felt, then the heat is going to do many things. Bring ice in close proximity to heat, in a short time it won't be ice anymore, it will be water, it will flow away. person can be feeling my taqwa is you know, more solid than ice, but he comes a lot close to the heat of sins, Allah forbid all his taqwa will melt away and flow away into something else. Before he realizes it, where he'll be gone. So we don't take chances, we take precautions. Deen has always taught us precaution, to be taking the path of caution. Not taking chances. Chances, that is not the way of a mu'min. To the extent that in the hadith we have been taught, man is, man the one who saves himself from shubuhat. That there are certain things which are clearly halal. Inna halal bayinun, wa inna haram bayinun. And haram is also very clear cut. And between halal and haram, there are certain things وَبَيْنَهُمْ مُشْتَبِحَاتِ There are certain things that are mushtabi, they are something that are not so clear-cut. So, فَمَنِ اتَّقَ الشُّبُحَاتِ اسْتَبْرَأَ لِدِينِهِ وَعِرْضِهِ The one who will save himself from these grey areas. In reality, not a grey area. But because of a person's lack of knowledge, understanding, whatever, he can't make out for sure. It's possible it could be on the right side of things too. Possible. But to him, if it is not clear, he must stay on the side of what is clear completely. Don't be in the side of what is appearing grey. Because that grey might not be on the right side, but be totally on the wrong side of things. So the person who saves himself from the Shubuhat, he will save his deen and he'll save his honour as well. And otherwise his deen will go, his honor and respect will go also. So this is the path that deen has taught us. This is how we need to take ourselves forward. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Inshallah we'll have the recitation of the durood and salam now. And then after maghrib salah, the zikr and dua. Inshallah Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq.
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى سلام على المرسلين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وأنزله المقعد المقرب عندك اللهم رب هذه الدعوة القائمة والصلاة النافعة صل على محمد وارض عني لذا لا تسخط بعده أبدا اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت ورحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد النبي وأزواجه أمهات المؤمنين وذريته وأهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم تحنن على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما تحننت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم سلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما سلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمد وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت وترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد 
اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى على آل محمد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد صلاة تكون لك رضا وله جزاء ولحقه أداء وأعطه الوسيلة والفضيلة والمقام المحمود الذي وعدته وجزه عنا ما هو أهله وجزه أفضل ما جازيت نبيا عن قومه ورسولا عن أمته وصل على جميع إخوانه من النبيين والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل علينا معهم اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك علينا معهم صلوات الله وصلوات المؤمنين على محمد النبي الأمي اللهم اجعل صلواتك ورحمتك وبركاتك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما جعلتها على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على النبي الأمي التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات الطيبات صلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات لله الطيبات صلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات مباركات صلوات طيبات لله سلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته سلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أسأل الله الجنة وأعوذ بالله من النار نسأل الله الجنة ونعوذ بالله من النار التحيات لله الزاكيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله خير الأسماء التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اللهم اغفر لي وهدني اللهم اغفر لنا وهدنا التحيات الطيبات والصلوات والملك لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله التحيات لله الصلوات لله الزاكيات لله السلام على النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين شهدت أن لا إله إلا الله 
شهدت أن محمد الرسول الله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات لله الصلوات الطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمد رسول الله بسم الله والسلام على رسول الله